Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Hello, everyone. Nick Hayes with you. Lana Hill. Hello, Nick Hayes. Yeah, see, I've got you singing. <laughs> I've got you singing. Yes. It's the Experts Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you're joining us because you are either an expert, you're in media, you're in communications, and you're wanting to get better at it. Yeah, hey there. Hey. Um, <laughs> how, property. You know what? Property. Yeah. Building, construction. I thought... Back 12 months ago, let's just place, back, place ourselves back 12 months ago okay. when COVID hit. Yep. I thought property was going to just go under. Yes. I thought the predictions were coming out. They were coming out loud and clear. You know, your the, property is just not going to be worth yeah, the same as it that was. that we're in trouble. That we're in Absolutely. trouble. And then also to building construction. Um, yep. But I think if one thing that the federal government went away and did was they really invested heavy into that. So, Lana, I thought it best to speak to one of the best property and construction guys running around. Yeah. His name's Steve Chandler. Steve, welcome to the Experts Podcast. Thank you kindly. It's absolutely fabulous to be here. Wonderful to have you, Steve. You're coming from the gorgeous uh, city of uh, Sydney. Uh, <laughs> That's Sydney for those playing at home. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll just call it Sydney over here. Thank you. <laughs> it's been relatively COVID-free. It's been uh, a, a good little place to be. Um, talking property and construction... How much has this dominated media over the last, uh, well, six to 12 months since, uh, and, and when since you've been on board with Media Stable? Well, when, when I started with you guys, it was like a couple of years ago now, um, and uh, property was, I think the, the thing that people really saw was the Opal Tower debacle. Uh, ah. just before Christmas, a bit, a bit over a year ago. Yes. That really just made everyone go, oh, property, you know, and it, it, that, look, that thing sent shockwaves through, you know, through everything. Probably the, the one significant thing that happened prior to that is that disaster over in London, which was the Grenfell Tower fire, mm. where, you know, I think it was 72 people died and 74 people were injured. So those two sort of things really, you know, put property... You know, in, in, in focus for a lot of people. Um, and then, you know, if you look at COVID, uh, back in February, well, I was, you know, scheduled to, to start a development at that time. And, you know, my investors just said, whoa, what, what is this thing? What's going to happen? Stop. We're, we're not proceeding. We just want to wait and see what happens. <laughs> and, yeah, as, as a result, you know, a lot of things stopped and a lot of predictions started coming out about, you know, the doom and gloom that uh, the pandemic's going to be the, you know, the, the end of the construction industry and, and you know, tourism, etc. But uh, I'll just talk about what I know about. And um, from that perspective, there was, you know, all, all of that you know, doom and gloom. So it, it really sort of uh, rocked our socks uh, early, early last year, sort of February, March. Uh, the predictions were things are going to stop. 
you know, the shutdowns, people not being able to, you know, just at a, at a, at a sort of at a mum and dad level, you know, people not being able to go and see properties, so sales volumes plummeted. And there was this like, you know, oh, my God, what's going to happen? Um, disaster. You know, the government, the federal government, you know, bless them, came up with, you know, a, in my view, what was a, a pretty good uh, stimulus package towards the end of the year. And, uh, you know, JobKeeper, JobSeeker, the building grants, you know, all sorts of things to try and keep things going. And, you know, it, it's had a, a good effect. And then the other thing that's really, uh, I, I think if you think of it this way, saved a lot of a lot of businesses, and one of the reasons why unemployment has you know come back, um, you know, is is the vaccine. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whether you know whether whether you believe or not in the vaccine, the thing is it, it's put confidence back into at least half of the community, and that in effect is rolling on into the business community. And businesses are willing to re-employ people. I love so, that, Steve, yeah. around the confidence, the confidence side of everything. It, it is That is what is pertinent for any industry or any business to thrive and survive. Um, Steve, just, but just the federal government stimulus, I mean, that was enormous for not only uh, uh, right across the states, the, not, not only just for the industry, the, the, the builder, the plumber, the, the, everything that was involved in the industry has very much, I mean, you can't book a, a build for at least six to 12 months ahead right now because it's, we're all throwing our money into it. Yeah, it's interesting. There's there's sort of two there's two different markets. There's the house and land package market, and that is absolutely going ballistic. It's it's going great guns. All the project home builders and the the builders who build specialised houses, they they're going great guns. The apartment market, different story, mm. completely different story. In the in the capital cities, generally speaking, you, you've got your apartment market that. You know, isn't moving. Um, developers, you know, what we do as developers, we you know, acquire a, a parcel of land. We go and get an approval to you know build our thirty, fifty, hundred thousand units, whatever it might be. Um, we pre-sell them, so selling off the plan, and then once we get enough pre-sales, we can get our finance and we start construction. So what's happened is those pre-sales have basically dried up. So people aren't buying, um, you know, off the plan at the moment. They're actually, you know, buying the the house or the house and land package, or you know, the old home and you know, looking to do renovations and things like that. So the investor market, I suppose you'd call sure. it, in apartments is yeah has has really felt the pain. Steve, was it was it COVID that did that? Was yeah. that happening before COVID? Because I think, you know, we generally feel now, COVID, we've been confined, we've been in some form of lockdown that we might want to be escaping from people. Is that, would that, is that fair? Is <laughs> I that need a, more space. I need more space. I want some, you know, I want a bit of greenness in front of me, not yeah. so much the apartment living. Because the, apartment, the apartments now are traditionally investors. They're also two downsizers um, or, or, or young couples. Is, is that the general feel that maybe COVID has changed? change the way that we look at property? I, I actually think Opal Tower did that. Ooh. Opal Tower and then the reports back on um, uh, Mascot Tower. So you know, when, when everyone was in shock about this brand new apartment building, you know, people hearing that, you know, the big cracking sound, the explosion, if you like, 
when the structure moved mm. and then, you know, 300 odd apartments having to be evacuated and all, all the disaster that came with that. Um, I think at, at that time, that, that people had just gone, oh my God, what, 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 you know, that whole, how do you take that in? What, yeah. what do you mean? Like, I'm not going to buy a new apartment. It's a disaster. And, you know, the state government in New South Wales, um, they were very quick to, to sort of say, hey, we need to have a look at what's going on. So they commissioned reports uh, in, into what happened. And then you get this mascot tower, which is a 10-year-old building. Um, you know, it's got structural cracks in, in its car park, its basement. And, you know, again, you know, 200 and something apartments where people are, have, told, have been told, get out. Oh, so, so scary. You know, you've got all this sort of stuff and you just go, you know, that in itself is enough to send shockwaves through a market. So a lot of people uh, are sitting there, you know, who would normally be buying apartments as an investment, are sitting back and going, well, maybe I'll just buy a, a freestanding house further out in the suburbs where, you know, it's the same price as a, in, an inner city apartment. Um, you know, I'll, I'll buy that house. Or they're saying now, particularly with COVID, it's maybe I'll buy something you know two hours drive out of out of Sydney or out of whatever the regional centres are, um, because I, I can now work from home. Mm. So COVID, like Opal, made a significant impact, particularly in New South Wales. Um, COVID has really it, it's done a couple of things. It's really changed the whole ideology about. You know, the NBN is rubbish. It's actually proved the NBN's okay. Um, and then this whole scenario where we're now able to work from home. I mean, look, looking at regional prices, property prices in regional New South Wales uh, have gone through the roof. So you've got this, you know, the city folk are getting out of the city into the regional centres. They're using the NBN to commute you know, electronically so they can work from home. Mm. It, it's... It's really good. And that in itself is changing what we're thinking as developers about what we have to put into our properties of the future. Because now we have to contemplate that people will want to work from home. Um, classic example, I, I was ringing up uh, a, a company uh, yesterday and I'm talking to, to the lady at the other end in the, in the call centre and then I hear the kids screaming as they <laughs> ran past in, in the background. So, you know, you know she, she, she's done that nervous laugh, you know, <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> some, you know, dig a hole and bury me, please. I can you relate. Know, so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. And, but you just go, you know, look, that, that's, what, that's what life is now. That's a reality. That's how we work. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we've got to provide places in, in homes that are acoustic, so where they can close the door and, you know, the, the five-year-old, the 10-year-old or the 18-year-old screaming its head off um, <laughs> can't be heard. A safe room. Um, you know, <laughs> I yeah, love it. You know, so that's it. We need, but, but that's exactly right, Nick. We need that safe room safe to work in. It's got to be thermally efficient. It's got to be well lit. It's got to have outside light so that you don't feel like you're in a dungeon. Yeah, all these sorts of things. And, and when we're talking about being a developer – we, we have to contemplate what are we going to do to provide that for people and then it follows through what's the government going to do with regulation. So the building codes and all the, the apartment design guidelines, all these sorts of things have to change. People working from home 
that is now your office. Steve, sorry, sorry to cut you off there. I just want to ask, firstly make a comment. I love the insights uh, that you can bring to the table, you know, and as you're talking about all the different things we need as, you know, people that live in – different houses or apartments, the the finger on the pulse you've got in terms of the sentiment, I think, is what makes uh, you obviously very appealing to media. And property in general, it obviously gives a really strong barometer of how the general public are feeling. Um, ha- have you found that as a, as a uh, property and uh, and develop you know development um, media commentator is are you finding that the breadth of things that you're talking about when you're doing media engagements and you've done heaps and heaps of radio uh, they're the sort yep. of things that the that the media want to talk to you about? Yeah, it, it's interesting. The, the media, in in my experience, the the media people that you know you, you talk to, they they want to talk about. Uh, you know, like you, you, you put out an article, something that they you know gets their interest. They talk to you, but they actually want you to sort of um, lead the conversation and tell people what things that they don't normally hear. Mm. Ah. They, they want insight into the industry. So, if, if you're talking about the you know, construction, for example, um, you know, some people get really excited when they hear about the tower cranes. You know, there's different types of tower cranes and. You can do different things with them, and they're really, really expensive. Um, you know, <laughs> all those sorts of things. They're, you know, they're just they're things that people don't normally hear about. And I know, as a kid, you know, I used to love all the the big equipment. You know, the the, the big you know, the excavators, the the dump trucks, the the, the cranes. I could so imagine you I, a Tonka I, kid, Steve. <laughs> You'd be a Tonka I, kid, wouldn't time. you? Big time, you know, well, I sold my last one uh, about a month ago. <laughs> right? I had a big scraper, one of the big scraper, Oof. you know, earth-moving things. Uh, yeah, which my dad gave me when I was a, a little fella. Wow. So, mm. <laughs> um, and I also want to ask, Steve, just while we're talking about, I guess, radio, because I can imagine, as you said, a lot of these topics really do lend themselves to radio and talk back and, you know, that that audience engagement. What What's your favourite medium? Because you've obviously done a lot of print um, and, all, you know, all sorts of, of media. What's your favourite? I, I, I actually quite like radio because I've got, you know, as they say, a great face for radio. Uh, it's, <laughs> and you it, don't you don't it, mind a bit of a chatter too, Steve. Just quietly. I mean, well, well I, I am. I, I have been profiled as an introvert. Would you believe? Really? Uh, I don't believe. Yeah. It. Yeah. Oh, look, I, as as a as a young one, I could never talk to the girls. Ah. Okay, never. I couldn't go up to. I, I still couldn't now. Look, back that I'm you know, married, but you know, even now, you know, like I, I look at my wife and I, and you know. If they put both of us in a room with 50 people and said, you've got an hour to go and, you know, get as many business cards as you can, I'd come out the other end after an hour with two business cards. My wife would come out with 55 because they would have given her other cards from other people saying, you need to talk to this person. So she's like that. But once the ice is broken... Well, that's it. You, you, you can't shut me up, apparently. <laughs> I don't think we can shut you up here today, Steve. No, I don't want to. You are on fire. 
Hey, um, I, I love that. I love that idea around that sentiment, and the the fact is, you never really hear from the property experts, the yep. the construction side of it. I mean, we always, you know, when we as uh, people that are investing or buying property, it's normally our biggest investment that we'll ever make, but we never hear on the other side of that. Um, Steve, I'd love to hear from you just on. Let's take real estate for you know property for homes away. Talking about commercial property, yeah. What is the future? You talked about people working from home. Great apartment building. Buildings, etc. But what's the future for commercial property here in Australia? Let, let, let me share a conversation that I had with a partner in one of the extremely large, um, I'll say, a, a financial institution. They they had said that at the beginning of COVID, when the shutdown came in, you know, for the first two weeks, it was just disaster. While everyone tried to you know, work from home. What they had subsequently found is that you know, 75% of the people that built their staff are able to work from home mm. and work very well from home. Yep. Some are far more productive you know, and others are just okay you know, do, doing, doing their work. So that's 75% of the business. They then say there's 20% of people who hide. And you know, there's always those people that aren't, um, particularly good at their jobs, and they, you know, they just don't want to to work, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And in large firms, you've got that. So they were saying to me, "Got twenty percent of our people, we've got to stay on top of them. We've we, we've got to manage them to make sure they're working." Mm. And then you've got five percent of people who are absolutely going, you know, spare because they are people, people, and they need to see people. Um, so they're really suffering. I'm one of those, so, Steve. Yeah, well, I, 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 like, I like getting out and talking to people that I've already met before um, <laughs> regularly. But, but what they said is, look, what they're going to do when, when things lift, um, they're probably going to get rid of 20 to 25% of their floor space in the office buildings. Um, they will have a rotating uh, working from home scenario. Yeah, They'll bring everyone into the office at, at least one day a week for team meetings um, and to make sure that that all sort of happens. And that's something that they've, they've got planned into the future. And look, on that, what's very interesting is my daughter just started work, um, you know, finished a degree, started work in December with one of the, the large firms. And she's, she's sort of in the office. And one of the things that she said is in the – so she's working from home and going into the office a few days, et cetera. What she said to me is it's it's really difficult because there's no one around for her to talk to about the job because she's a, a new employee. It's a it's a real problem not having people around for her from her work experience scenario to to, to find out how you do things. Yeah, so ah, of course. She, yeah. So she's saying, well, how how do I learn when there's no one here? To teach me, so she she's finding that you know a bit difficult. So new people coming into the industry, you know, are, are going to end up not being as well trained as past generations. Well, what what, are the, what are, Steve? What about investment though into 
commercial property around the city. I mean, you you always used to judge a city's wealth and vibrance by the amount of towers and also to the amount of cranes that were up in up and around. But what do you see as being the uh, the, the the future of commercial property? Because I, I hear what you've just said. I, I even Media Stable uh, does a lot of work from home now. We do a lot of, but we love to come back into the office because we are uh, social creatures. But, you know, what is the future of commercial property within the cities? I mean, I would imagine the, the bottom is falling out. Yeah, well, uh, I think the, the bottom is exactly where the problem is. So if you look at office buildings, they're graded, um, you know, prestige or premier, the really, really good stuff, and then ABC. Yeah. So, and C being the, the bottom grade, and then anything below C is just yuck. Um, so, you know... You look at these, you know, the large firms, the big law firms, the accountants, etc. They're in all these the ivory towers, if you like. Yeah. So if they reduce their office space by twenty five percent, there'll be people who are sitting in the in, in the A grade buildings, and they're going, hey, we could step up into one of those, you know, big buildings for for no additional money. You know, it's going to be the same price. So let's go in there. So they'll take up that space. That'll leave space in the A-grade building. So people in the B-grade will move up to A. People in C will move into B. And then you've got all the C-grade buildings that are going to have empty space. And that's when you get to the decision-making time for the owners of those buildings. Do they redevelop those properties, like knock them down and build a a prestige tower or an A-grade tower? Or do they strata, subdivide it and sell it off as um, office space? Uh, do they convert it into residential? So all those sorts of things are going to start happening. So I think maybe over the next couple of years, we'll see uh, a lot of sort of churn in tenancies, people moving from, you know, C to B to B to A, A into, into the prestige level. So we'll see a lot of sort of churn moving around. Um but I don't see that like good quality office buildings are always going to be in demand. Yeah. Always, you know, the, the major corporates they can't you know do everything from home. So I, I would say once once things settle down a bit and we get used to living with COVID, uh, and look for me, I think we've got maybe another you know twelve to twenty four months of that. Sure. But then we'll just be used to it and. Yeah, you know, it's oh, there's a there's a lockdown. Yeah, okay, right, great, fine. You know, and the rest of the whatever area gets locked down, fantastic. They're locked down, and everybody else just gets on with life. Steve, I'm it, so it, looking it, forward to hearing COVID as a distant memory. Oh, I know. I mean, we will be our kids. Our kids growing up are going to go. What? What was this all about? And we're, I'm just going. Are you kidding me? Yeah, remember that. Remember that. <laughs> hey, Steve. One yeah. of the, one of the loveliest things I, I think you know. I, I love that you, you you mentioned to Lana there around that radio is one of your favourite mediums. But you know, for radio, you've got to come up with content. You've got to come up with the stories and the yarns. What have been yep. your challenges to coming up with content and stories? And obviously media, not going, not going to love everything, but what have been the challenges for you to find those stories to tell? Well, I, I get a lot of uh, writer's block. I'll, I'll you know, I've, I've, I've written books. I've, I've written, I think, five books. Yes. Um, I'm all, always doing stuff. Um, well, I, I, I'm actually okay in front of the camera. I, I can talk quite well, you know, and, and, and underwater apparently. Um, <laughs> but, but you've got to be able to talk about something. And 
it, it's always a matter of like what's you know I, I sit down and I go what what God, what are people going to be interested in and I actually find it very difficult given I know my subject matter I find it difficult to say well people will be interested in this component of it because I think it's boring you know it's just ugh. but for people who don't know it might actually be interesting mm. um, so so the thing that I I try to do is I try to be quite opinionated. I, I like to have an opinion about everything. And if there's something happening or, you know, in the media or, you know, you know out there that, you know, it, is interesting, um, then, then I like to have an opinion on it. And, you know, I, I, I spend a lot of time on, on LinkedIn having my opinion about things. I, I read other articles that, you know, people have written and they you go, know, oh, I'll share an article, but I'll have my opinion on it. I always put my opinion. I don't just share somebody else's article and leave it be. I share the the, the article, and I'm, I'm going to have my opinion. I want to have my say. I think that's so a really I good always... – sorry, Steve, keep yep. going. You're right. No, no, I was going to say, all, 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 I, all I want to do is actually find something that I've got an opinion about. And, you know, in, in what I do – I've got opinions about everything because in, in, in property <laughs> development, to be able to, to, to commit to a project, if you think of a property developer, I'm going to in, invest my money into a project today and I'm not going to get payday for three years. How do you do that? Yeah. You've got to have an opinion about what's happening in the economy and all sorts of things. So having an opinion is not a problem. It's sharing it that's the problem. So the challenge is having an opinion, putting it out there, ready to be criticised. It's a really great tip, I think, Steve, for, for either aspiring experts or even, you know, very experienced media commentators because creating that content can be can be a bit of a burden. You know, you, you can – obviously, it's something you need to commit to, um, but yep. you can't just sit on the fence. No, you can't. You, you, have no. To, you have to find something that you can have a strong opinion about, but also something that's going to create discussion and you're going to have such – such a better chance of getting something up in the media if it's an alternative viewpoint, something that hasn't already been well, talked well, about. Well, not even just an alternative viewpoint. You've just, as, as Steve has said, an opinion. If you yeah. don't have an opinion, you don't have really any right or any reason to be in the media. <laughs> because, no, it, it is. Well, that's it. Steve's yeah. back. You're backed with your, your, your facts, your evidence and your experience. But if you're not prepared to put it out there yes. and put your name and what you believe in on the line, Very true. then it's not. there's no point being there. So I love that fact, Steve. I think it's a really good message for everyone that if you're going yep. to engage media, have an opinion. And it doesn't have to yep. be a wild one. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, sort of conspiracy type style theory opinion to get the media's attention. You just have to have one. Yeah, and I can imagine that Steve being a, a point of difference for you as well, because there are obviously a lot of property commentators in the media. But the fact that you're willing to, you know, get quite opinionated and you know stand behind these broader issues that are affecting, you know, whole industries—is that the case? Are there other? Do you feel like that sets you apart from? others in your industry and particularly in Sydney and Melbourne? Yeah, I, look, there's, I have one other sort of what I see as an advantage and that is that I've been out there for 40 years. <laughs> yes. You know, I, 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 obviously, I started when I was very young. <laughs> right? so, you know, I've been in the industry for 40 years. You started um, when you were six, and, Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, minus six, perhaps. <laughs> right? but, but what... 
what it is, I, I, I look at it and I go, well, look, I've been through so many different economic cycles. Sure. Yeah. You know, my my first mortgage was at fourteen and a half percent, you know, and and the young ones nowadays, you know, if <laughs> the young ones in the in the workforce now, people in their twenties, um, yeah, you know, they've never experienced interest rates going up. So, you know, I've I've got some life experience, and that <laughs> look, that counts for a lot, and and the fact that I'm more than happy to share my opinion, and be corrected. So if I if my opinion's based on so I'm happy to have a discussion in public about what my opinion is and if someone can turn my opinion during a conversation I I'm willing to listen that's and I think that's important as well because uh, if you realize that there's you know something else then acknowledge it mate you are coming up with all the expert content gold here Absolutely. today Steve yep listening is probably one of the most powerful tools and I, I say this to everyone and media training is fairly simple for what we do it's when you're in a media engagement just listen yep listen for the question listen to the sentiment listen to everything that is going on around you and work with that yeah if you want to be a politician if you just want to just smash out certain you know sound bites each oh, and every so time true and it's so annoying it is annoying <laughs> and I think you know what I'll agree the, with that. the other <laughs> the other good Gorgeous thing you just said then, Steve, too, is around your experience. And I want to really encourage all experts out there, whatever industry that you're in, whatever trade, your experience counts. Absolutely. Now, in the, in the workforce, how they're sort of, you know, looking at uh, older people and saying, no, look, you know, you've probably done your time. I want to bring in more older people. Yeah. They've worked, and as Steve said, they've worked the cycles. They've seen the trends. They've been a part of it. And I think that's the that's the kind of expertise that you need. Absolutely. Particularly when times are tough. Hey, Steve, time is getting away from us. But I want to ask you this big question because I, I don't think... Don't tell that someone who's in, been in the industry for 40 years. <laughs> I don't want time to get away from it. Oh, well, you know what? We're only a 30-minute podcast. But I want to ask you this big question because as, a, as an expert of 40 years in the industry and and doing particularly well in it in the media. What's your best piece of advice you can give to someone out there that is looking to engage media? Uh, look, I, I didn't have any idea how to do any of this before I stumbled across you guys. Oh. Um, and, you know, so you've made a, a huge difference. I mean, it took me 18 months to convince myself that I should join Media Stable. And you know, it was it was a. I spoke to a lot of people in the business uh, over over that eighteen months, and then until I actually said, "Look, this is this is definitely what I want to do. I want to get out in the media." I'm, I'm really glad that I did because you've got uh, someone in that business that I deal with regularly, and I think she is absolutely amazing. <laughs> that Susie, yes, right? Susie is is a dream. She you is know, a dream. That, that woman is fantastic. You know she. <laughs> She she helps me. She she finds things that yeah. You know, I, I, when I go through my my writing block, my content block, sort of at times, I have a chat to Susie. And but the last time I, I went through that block was about a, a month ago. And I spoke to Susie on a I think it was on a on a Friday morning. On the on the weekend, I punched out fourteen pieces of of, of content. <laughs> wow. And, you know, it, it just, it was just, I'm just sitting there and my wife would come and talk to me and say, go away. You know, like, I've just, just got to finish something. Maybe and, I need to I talk to Susie. I think yeah, look, she, 
she just triggered, you know, she triggered something in me. She talked about stuff, you know, and, and, and the interesting part is in, in talking to Susie, what I found is you don't have to talk about your content. You just got to talk about stuff. Yeah. And because she's been in the game a long time, you know, we, we she'll she'll just mention stuff. You know, she's not an expert on on building, construction, and property development by any stretch of the imagination. But she'll just say things, and it'd be like, oh, you know, like, I saw an article about blah, you know, whatever it was, and it, you just go, well, geez, if someone can write about that, why can't I? I can do something similar, but what about this topic? And, you know, so it gets you you, the the creative juices going. So for me, like, you guys have been a godsend for that. So, you know, for that, I thank you very much. And Susie, as my constant, is is just, yeah. Oh, you're too kind, Steve. You're too kind. And Susie, look, I agree. Everyone out there needs a Susie in their life. And if you don't have a Susie in your life, just name that person that's next to you, Susie. (laughs) Uh, Steve, a real pleasure to have you on the Experts Podcast. Killing it out there, mate. Well done. And uh, really enjoyed this chat. Property, buildings, construction, it fascinates me because I still think it is the sure sign of a well-developed and an emerging economy that is, is, is back on track. And I well think we're, we're very lucky to have it uh, going so well in Australia. Steve, if people want to get in contact with you, how do they do it? Uh, au or 1300-2000. Twenty-one. Ooh, uh, very good. Geez, he's done that before. Hasn't, Hasn't he, Lana, was? He's done that before. Hey, uh, thanks again. Lana, not a bad one. Oh, yeah, great chat. Well done, Steve. And well, well done, Nikkei. Oh, thank you, Lana. And look, if you're <laughs> interested in listening to another Experts podcast, we'll have another one sitting in your inbox next Tuesday. Hey, like, give us a like on uh, Stitcher, yes. on uh, Apple iPad, uh, Apple Podcasts. Yep. Give us a review. Wooshka. Wooshka. Spotify. Spotify. Do yep. it all. But look, we look forward to having your company next week when we get a chance to talk to another expert or another media person. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.